Their voice has gone out into all the earth. The heavens declare the glory of God. Wisdom. The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be attentive. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. And they were amazed and wondered, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we each hear in his own native language, Parthians and Medes, Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. Peace be with you, the Wisdom arise that we may hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and proclaimed, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, which those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. When they heard these words, some of the people said, This is really the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Is the Christ to come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that the Christ is descended from David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So there was a division among the people over him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. The officers then went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, Why did you not bring him? The officers answered, 
No man ever spoke like this man. The Pharisees answered them, Are you led astray, you also? Have any of the authorities or of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd who do not know the law are accursed. Nicodemus, who had gone to him before, and who was one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Search, and you will see that no prophet is to rise from Galilee. Again Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Peace be with you, the herald of the Holy Gospel. be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, this is an exciting time of year. It's filled with graduations and graduation parties. Raise your hand if you've been to a graduation party recently or are you about to go to one or maybe more than one. All right, yep. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Well, I was just thinking as I was contemplating Pentecost and the sermon for Sunday, you know, it's interesting that you go to school for four years and uh, you finish all your classes and then they have this big ceremony and they call it a commencement. Huh? And you're thinking, well, didn't I just finish? Why is it a commencement? That's a beginning, not an ending, right? Well, the idea is that we're accentuating the fact that the graduate is now prepared after this time of culmination of study to now he's equipped or she's equipped to go forward into the world so they can go forth. It is a commencement. So they're not done studying forever. Uh, It's not totally done, but they have fulfilled all the requirements necessary to go forth now into their field and do the work that they have chosen to do. And hopefully the work they've been called to do. So there's a sense of finality an accomplishment, but also, most importantly, there's a sense of expectation and hope as the graduates go out. And so, with the Feast of Pentecost, we have a similar understanding. We celebrate today both a culmination or fulfillment and also a new beginning. Christ came to earth to do the will of his Father. He was born of a virgin. He was baptized in the Jordan by John the Baptist. 
He was crucified for our salvation. And if you remember on the cross, he said, it is finished. But that it is finished can also mean it is accomplished. It is fulfilled. He resurrected from the dead, appearing to his apostles, showing them that he was not just a spirit, but that he had a body, and he even asked them for something to eat. And he asked them for fish. And that's one of the reasons why he always asked me, why do we eat fish at memorial meals, Father? Every Makaria we have fish, how come? Because Jesus rose from the dead and he said, you got anything to eat? And they gave him fish. So there you go. He ascended into heaven bodily with the, the body of a man and glorified body to sit at the right hand of the Father. And as he completed his mission on earth, what did he do? He ascends into the heavens and he gives a blessing with a promise. The promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit. So it is a fulfillment, a culmination of fulfillment and also a time of expectancy, hope, and promise. Very much like our graduates going out this time of year is this great feast of Pentecost. Now, in the Gospel reading from the Feast of Ascension, there's a portion of the Gospel that sort of summarizes all this, and I want to just read it for you now. These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city unto your clothed with power from on high. And indeed, the disciples were clothed with power from on high when they were gathered in the city of Jerusalem, and then they were able to go out and proclaim all these things. So, having fulfilled his mission, Christ promised that he would not leave his disciples as orphans, but that the Spirit would come to them and clothe them with power from on high. Pentecost, therefore, is at once a time of fulfillment yet a new beginning. At Pentecost, the apostles were empowered to proclaim the good news of all that Christ had accomplished, that he had defeated death by death and brought his light and hope to the world. Now, on Saturday morning, before the Feast of Pentecost, we also have the Saturday of Souls. We bring the koliva, we remember our loved ones. The Gospel reading is from the last chapter of the Gospel of John. This took place yesterday morning. And a monk from the Eastern Church highlights that the words of Jesus to Peter, as he inquires about the evangelist John's destiny, if you remember that, he says to him, what is that to you? When he asks what's going to happen with John. He looks at Peter and he says, what is that to you? Follow me. And the monk of the church emphasizes that although this is at the very end of John's Gospel, these are the same words that Jesus spoke to both Peter and his brother Andrew on the shores of the same lake. When he first called them, he asked them to leave their nets, the fishermen to leave their nets 
and to follow me. So remember, the Lord first called his disciples to follow him when they were fishermen. And what did he say to them then? He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Well, it's at Pentecost that this band of disciples, who are often confused, often scared, often trying to figure everything out, and who are not equipped for this mission, suddenly tongues of fire descend upon them, and they're able to go forth, and as they preach, everyone understood them even in their own language, even when it was a different language. So, let us be mindful of this today as we fall on our knees at the close of this service. And may we call upon the Holy Spirit to come upon each of us and upon all of us as a community of faith so that we can all be filled with that same fire, the fire of God's love the Holy Spirit descending upon us so that the Holy Spirit may guide us as people, as a church, as a community of faith into every good work that is pleasing to our Lord. May the Holy Spirit indeed on this Feast of Pentecost be in our midst in a most powerful way and may it always be with us, guiding us in light and truth and love. May we catch fire today. May we be filled with the light of Christ. The last words of today's gospel were in the dome, that we might not walk in darkness, but that we might have the light of life. Christ is in our midst. Please rise.